Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 21, The Gems in the Picture. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Sachiko as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. The SAD is getting to me a bit, but yeah. The cold weather is not getting to you though, right? No, it's like the darkness. The darkness outside, okay. Yeah. And it's only going to get dark until December 21st. Oh yeah? Is yeah. that when the winter solstice is? That's the darkest day of the year. Okay, no, that's so, good. After that, it's all positive time. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> super cold, but it'll be bright outside. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gotta get ready for that. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we start talking about your hobby. Okay, uh, my name is Sachiko. I'm uh, originally from Japan, just uh, a, an hour and a half away from Tokyo. And uh, I lived in California as a child, but otherwise grew up in Japan. And I moved to Ottawa two years ago. Man, you like it so far? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'd never lived, you know, been here. My husband had never lived here. So um, it was completely new for both of us. But yeah, I like it a lot. Except for the cold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's never hit me um, like it has uh, this year because I was pregnant the first time and then I had a small child. So um, I never had to really survive the winter. You know, I was always able to stay inside without it being a bad thing. But now it's like, I have to go out. (laughs) You have to be human. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But enough about the miserable cold weather here. Let's talk about your hobby, which is photography. Yes. How did you get introduced to photography? Um, uh, my father has, uh, those, uh, he had, he had all these old, uh, lens, single reflex lens cameras, you know, that you shoot on film. And I think they were probably made in the seventies or so, like they were his hobby. So growing up, we always had the cameras in the house. So it made me want to use them. And in high school, I was in the photography club. And that was before digital cameras. So um, we had to develop our own film, that sort of thing. And I was never super proficient at it. But um, I always just, it always stayed with me as a hobby. Yeah. Do you still have your first camera? It's at home at my parents. And then, yeah, like the thing is when people know that you like cameras, they have, people have a lot of expensive cameras that they stop playing with. So my grandma has given me old cameras, that sort of thing. Yeah. Except they're all, you know, film and gradually I've faced away from film. So now they're kind of just in a box. Oh, I thought they were like (laughs) posted on the wall as in you have them hanging. No, it's in a box in a closet. (laughs) Gathering (laughs) dust. I know it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Do you ever think you're going to use them again for nostalgic purposes or no? No, surprisingly, um, because... For me, I'm not too precious about what I use. And if it's light and easy, I'll just use that. So I would just, I would have a big honking film camera and then I'd switch to a digital camera and then I'd switch to a lighter digital camera and then just finally my phone. Yeah. You work with what you have and you make it work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So what kind of photography do you tend to do more? I like the everyday things. Like I like... Just small things on the street. Like, I like scenery, things like that. But the things that um, I like are just seeking things out, like finding interesting things to photograph that um, you might not usually stop to look at or see the value in. Yeah. What is the most interesting thing you saw? I don't know if you could actually rate because I'm sure you see a lot of interesting yeah, things. Yeah, I do. Um, It's like 
Instagram is a good tool. Like sometimes, like when I moved here, I used Instagram to see what would be an interesting spot to visit, that sort of thing. So, for example, I saw on someone in someone's Instagram the the rabbits that live on the rooftop of Rito Center. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, something like that. You go and we went in the spring. I went with my、uh, kid and. It's when the the bunnies are just born, so there are these tiny, like just the size of your fist, you know. So, I took a photo of、uh, me having a picnic, and then just like the rabbit coming towards my 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 bread. <laughs> It's okay. People hit the mic all the time. <laughs> so you saw a baby. I never saw a baby bunny on the top. I、yeah. only saw it growing. So you actually got close to a baby. I think the babies are, if anything, because maybe they're a bit ignorant. Like they're friendlier. And the the bigger ones, they've learned to be skittish, yeah. I've always asked myself, how do they get on the roof? As in, did somebody just bring a rabbit and a pregnant rabbit and just left it there? Well, I think one thing that I read, because I, I looked this up, was that because Ottawa is, um, you know, it's even in the urban areas, there's quite a bit of nature. The rabbits just learn to kind of go up the steps, you know, like the Shaw Center, and then you kind of run around. Uh, all the way up to the Reno Center, that sort of thing. They've like managed to make their way up. I think that's what it is. And on a personal level, what would you say is the best thing about the type of photography you do? I can do it anywhere. Yeah, anytime, anywhere. And because I'm not too、uh, fussed about quality, for for better or for worse, like for the quality of the photo, you know, then the the hurdle there's a very low hurdle. So it's more about the content rather than the quality, in the sense. Yeah, and like I say, it's for better or for worse because I think if I had a better camera, then there's a lot more there's a, more directions that I could take the photography in. It's just that、um, I decided kind of long ago that I was doing it for myself, so I didn't want that kind of pressure in a way, and I didn't want to spend that much money on it. To be honest, yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of camera do you use?、Uh, this is a an Android、uh, a Google phone, so this is a Pixel. Yeah, and、um, is, yeah, we when I had to get a new phone, I just I looked. I just I didn't want a super expensive phone, but I did want a phone with a solid camera. So I looked that up and decided on that. Do you plan on getting a new phone in the future? Sorry, not a new phone, but a new camera, or you're you're comfortable with what you have now? You're not thinking about it. I don't think I would get a digital camera. I stopped using my last one when it broke. <laughs> Should I ask how it broke? I don't know. Like all these <laughs> little nails started busting out of it, and I would, you know, I would screw them in one by one, and they would just kind of pop out. And then I was like,、mm, oh well. <laughs> It's like those action shots. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a preferred place that you like to take pictures? As a forest, a city, the beach. Um, outdoors rather than indoors, and like a landscape photo, like see, you know, just like nature is good, but at the same time, it's more interesting to just find things on the street. Yeah. So it's more of things, not necessarily people. I yeah, I don't like doing like post photos of people, but I do like catching people doing things, and you know, it's a it's a gray gray area because. Especially now that I have a child, whenever like a tourist wants to take a photo of my kid, I'm like, nah, and I'm just standing right in front of the camera, so they won't do it. But I, I, I really like watching people. I like catching their their private moments. 
So, um, I don't know. You, you, I feel like such a creeper, you know? <laughs> it's just like, I'm just going like this, doing the Zoom, you know, like trying to take a good photo from far away. But the thing is, so in Japan, because we actually have a problem with creepers taking photos of like, you know, girls' skirts and stuff, you cannot, all cameras, uh, phones, uh, on, so, sorry, all phone cameras must have a shutter sound. You cannot disable it. So it wasn't until recently when I got this phone that I was able to take photos without it making a sound. And, you know, it's a lot easier. And it just surprised you when it first happened? You're like, did, did it actually, did I take a photo? Did it work? Well, it was almost like, like something I'd known only in a rumor, but had never been able to experience. Yeah, because ever since I had smartphones, they were all Japanese phones. Now, speaking about Japan and Ottawa, is the style of things you take pictures of the same or do you would take different types of pictures in Japan? Let's say the cherry blossom there and in here you would take pictures of the leaves changing colors. Yeah, I, well, it's easier to capture nature here because, you know, simply because there's more of it. But um, I, when I was in Japan, you know, I, I didn't have a kid. So if I wanted to go from A to B, I could like do a two hour detour and it wouldn't mean a thing. But now I notice that uh, the photos I take generally have a destination. I mean, it's like after I get to the destination that I take the photos and there's less of just me stopping in the street and taking them. I mean, I do plenty of that, like maybe way too much because I'm stopping the stroller all the time. But but even then, I, it's, I think it's also the structure of the city. Like I, I was in an area of Tokyo that just has blocks and blocks of it's a maze of you know streets and it's everything is just cozy and little shops tucked in everywhere so there was just a million more things to discover so you're the type of person correct me if i'm wrong but the type of person that likes to take pictures of things that people should know about and but it's the underground thing the cool things that <laughs> the little niche things that oh i didn't know that our city had that or exactly yeah because um one of my pet peeves about ottawa is that uh i think a lot of uh, immigrants especially those who are already from western countries they say that ottawa is boring and um for me because japan is so different culturally I don't find it boring at all. I understand that it's a much smaller city than Tokyo, but it's it's still refreshing for me um, in so many ways. But I do notice that friends who are from Europe, for example, like to you know have a little wine about Ottawa, and I think especially because most of my friends are mothers, you're uh, you're limited more in the places you go. So I think that makes you feel like it's more boring than it is. So. I have this little side goal, which is to convince people that it's it's nice, you know, it's a vibrant city. And as an inhabitant, you almost have a responsibility to find the, the interesting part in it. Yeah, every time I see your pictures, they seem very vibrant and exciting. I love looking at the little cool things that make my city <laughs> more interesting. And it's very enjoyable. It's It's different. It's different from just the people picture. I'm not shutting down people who take pictures of people mm. you're doing a great job <laughs> just everybody has their unique thing and mm. i appreciate yours oh but speaking cool. of which um what's your editing process before you post a picture it's really simple you know i i sometimes i tend to take multiples of um photos but they're usually you know pretty much the same and they're all they're not there's not much of a huge difference unless i'm taking a photo of an animal or whatever so I, I use Instagram, so I like 
they actually have a very good photo editing of like system, like the filters and things like that. And it's very intuitive and it's it's actually the best photo editing um app that I've I've used. I mean, I think if I were more technically proficient, then I there would be other apps that I would like, but I don't know. I've tried uh, tried other ones and I always think Instagram should just sell their version of uh, photo uh editing um and just sell it as a standalone app because it's it's the easiest and I think it makes the photos uh just it does what you want it, it to do. So you're saying that you would pay for this? Well, okay, I would pay like 3 bucks. But especially because I've already been using it for free for like four years. <laughs> That's fair. Um, when it comes to taking your pictures, let's say you take, I'm exaggerating here, 100 pictures. Mm. How many pictures out of those 100 would you post? Or let's go with 10 instead. That's Oh, uh, yeah, 10? That's the thing. With Instagram, the hurdle is so low, right? It depends on how annoying you want to be. And um, I think Instagram, it used to you would only post one photo at a time. So you would just choose, you would isolate moments. But now you can post photos in a series. So if you didn't want to just uh, spam everyone with a bunch of posts, you could just t to line up 10 shots in one post and just put it up there. But the thing is, if it were me, like I wouldn't want to scroll through 10 photos. So unless I have like a, a series of photos that I'm pasting, uh, posting on like the same uh, topic, I think I would probably stop at like five photos in one post because I know that, I don't know, you can't assume it's as interesting to other people as it is to yourself. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting. Hopefully the people listening do too. If not, they're not listening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'm going to advertise it. Oh, yeah. And I'll advertise you. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a special technique? that you use to say a specific angle you do mm. it on or you try to get a sh type of shadow in i'm mm. not an expert but do you have anything like that it's not very imaginative but i like things to be straight on like um if you use a digital camera if you tap on the screen though it'll show these uh like a it'll sh make like the screen into a grid yeah and i like that look i like like for example when you photograph a window i like it to be square like everything 90 degrees yeah, um, there's an Instagram, um, there's a prof there's a page, I think it's something about like Wes Anderson's style or something, you know, the film director. And that's what he does, everything dead on, really square, really composed. And not that I'm like a huge, huge fan of his work necessarily, but I like the clean cleanness of those shots. Yeah, so I try to shoot everything straight and then occasionally I'll mix it up. Yeah, especially when it's people and they're moving fast. You know, you can't really pose the shot anyway, so you just grab and zoom and things like that, chase after them. Is there a picture that you posted? You said, I really love that picture. Is like your favorite picture for some reason? Not for some reason, but it's <laughs> the, that one picture you just cannot stop loving. Well, sometimes I post photos and I'm actually surprised by the amount of response it gets. I don't have like a huge, huge you know, following on Instagram and my Facebook page isn't huge either, but occasionally I'll post a photo and these people that I haven't talked to in maybe like eight years will, will like it or something. And, you know, people you don't assume are, are even ever looking at your photo. Um, one recently was, uh, it was actually on Rito, um, right in front of the, uh, the Rito Center again. It was uh, an older couple. Uh, the woman was leaning up against the wall and this man had her had his arm on the wall and was leaning into her 
And it's actually a meme in Japan. It's just like kind of a, a young couple. It's called Kabedon. Just like you, the guy like slams the, his hand on the wall and kind of like leans into the girl. And it's seen as romantic, and I think to some. And but you know, there's a a couple of voices that say, "Isn't that like just an aggression? This act of aggression, isn't it? Not really like a mutual thing." And um, when I saw the couple doing that, that's what Im- immediately I thought of. Uh, so when I posted that photo, I noticed a lot of Japanese people kind of they were laughing, you know, maybe in recognition for what it was. Yeah. So would you consider that as an act of? Romance or an act of aggression? Well, you know, I thought about it. For depending on the angle, it looks aggressive. But in that case, the woman had her leg up, and you know, I actually saw her face, and she was like, she had all these like she was making her a moony face. So I was like, oh, this is romance, yeah. <laughs> so if your husband did that to you, you'd be like, oh my goodness. Well, he's bigger than me, you know. <laughs> also. Like, we've been together a long time, so I would be like, what? <laughs> yeah, my wife would be the exact same thing. If I just did that, she'd be like, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> it would be so uncharacteristic that I don't think I would be happy. Yeah. Now, how did photography have an impact on your life? Did it help you learn to be patient or focus mm. on things or take things easy? It helped me see things. Like I have this series, it's just, it's like, it's just a silly series. I like to take photos of cats in Ottawa and a lot of cats because it's so cold. They're indoors most of the time. So there's a photo series I do occasionally. I just keep on stockpiling them of cats that I find in like people's windows, like houses or apartment windows. And it's not like these cats are really big or visible or moving around or, you know, yowling or anything. You just... I've learned that you kind of train your eye to see like irregularities from the corner of your eye. And a lot of times, like say I want to um, find, I think I found a groundhog once. And it was, it was because I was looking at something and I noticed a movement in the corner of my eye that, that didn't really seem normal, you know? And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really helped me like actually see things. And I noticed that because um, I do it in front of my kid now, She's very quick at finding details. Like she will, like she'll spot a squirrel, squirrel or a chipmunk or something. Or even in her in the children's books, there's a lot of kind of like Easter eggs in children's books. For example, I don't know if you've ever read Good Night, Good Night Moon, but just like a you know a, a picture book of uh, someone's uh, living room. But she will spot like a tiny mouse tucked into like the corner of the page or something. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's because since she was born, I've always been taking photos and I don't like to show the screen to her, but I will always say what I'm photographing. So, um, you know, like when you want to show something and you're like point to someone and you're pointing and they don't see it. I noticed that with my kids, she will always see what I'm talking about. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really, it was cool, actually. I can feel like your kid just gets immersed in what you're saying and has, I can feel like she's going to grow up to have a vivid imagination. That would be nice. <laughs> Did she ever play Where's Waldo? Because um, I feel like that'd be a g- kind of game she'd be good at. <laughs> Do they have like little baby versions of that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, she learned the word for like, it's there in Japanese, like pretty quickly. Yeah, especially because her house is messy. Like, I'd be like, where's this? Where's that? And she'd be like, "Atta!" Like, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Has photography ever stressed you out? No, because I 
don't really have super high expectations from it. Um, stress me out. Well, okay, I, I started volunteering for the New Edinburgh News, um, I think last summer. And, uh, they needed, they need photographers sometimes. And they have like a, um, professional photographers and stuff, like people who have been doing it professionally on their uh, roster. But, uh, when that person can't go, sometimes I get asked to go to things. And, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I, if it's depending on the time, like I, I have to take my kid with me. So I remember I had to photograph a, a, a like a neighborhood party on the quay and I had my kid on my hip and I was trying to take photos of other kids and parents and, you know, and, um, it's really tricky for me to photograph kids. It, it seemed like most of the parents were okay with their kids being, having their photos taken, but I felt like it was really important to get the consent of the parents. But I don't know these people, you know, I didn't know where to start. So, and when my kid is hungry and crying like that, that was stressful. But in general, no, because I just I decided it's it's for me. And I decided that, you know, it's not like I'm trying to make a living from it or anything. So I'm only pleasing myself. I completely agree with you on that. It's the same reason why I'm doing this. Mm. It's a, a hobby. Yeah. The irony of saying that on Time for Your Hobby. <laughs> And so we determine why it, it can stress you out. Mm. Let's let's go through a day that you had a stressful day. How does photography help you unwind? Well, I always take photos um, when I take my kid out. Yeah, so we'll go to the park or something, and then I'll take my photos on the way to the park or, you know, on the way back or do a detour so we can take an interesting street. Um, like lately with all the pumpkins, like every time, even just going to Stanley Park, I'll take super detours go down, walk around Springfield, you know, a little bit, that sort of thing. Show my kid all the different pumpkins, take photos. And then I usually look through the photos while she's asleep. I have a good pumpkin for your kid for the future. Mm -hmm. well, the pumpkin will rot by then. Oh, but gosh. I wrote seven missed calls from mom. <laughs> so she's got to make sure to answer the phone call if you're calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a little crazy when I come to pumpkins. I draw anything, so... <laughs> Last year I wrote, the Wi-Fi is down. I know it's not Wi-Fi, it's the internet, but it's pretty hard to write that on the pumpkin. Um, what was your biggest challenge when you first started photography? Um, I guess, you know, you, you, you feel like if you're doing it, you have to do it right. And then um, when I was doing the film, we had a, a dark room in my high school. And I remember trying to develop my own film, but I didn't get the solution right or something. And you pull out the film and like all the images have disappeared. <laughs> um and uh, also when you know digital cameras started being a thing it's like okay i don't have that much money i'm a kid how much of this money that i have that i've saved up am i going to spend on a camera even though you know in like every year a better camera is going to come along um i don't know how committed i will be to this um i don't know if i want to commit to carrying around a heavy camera every single place i go to yeah so uh, things like that. But then because I decided to go simpler and go cheaper, I think it sort of also dictated the way I would take photos. And yeah, I'm happy with the direction right now. Good, good. It seems like you're calm and composed. I <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. No, I, don't re I really don't have much angst about this. Yeah. So would this next question be useless to ask? But I'll try it anyways. <laughs> mm. um, what is your current biggest challenge? My current biggest? Well, I think... You know, Ottawa is small, and yet there are a lot of areas that I haven't seen. I look on the map, and the way that I used to take photographs in Tokyo is that I would kind of just, I would look on the map, be like, oh, I haven't been to this area. 
and then um you know decide to go there make a day out of it go to a restaurant and and uh, take some photos like on the way there and stuff now it's um even if i want to go somewhere i don't necessarily have the the time or have to think about transportation you know going with my kid if she, i you know i have to go before she naps that sort of thing if she gets bored i can't i might have to hold her the entire time which would be exhausting so um the logistics of it are harder to figure out but i don't want to be stuck in just you know one just in this general area every day like going to the park every day things like that that really bores me so um just trying to find a variation in everyday life to go interesting things to places to go and take photos yeah well one place i could suggest i don't know if it's still open now mm. but it's king's point mountain or king king's trail mm -hmm. it's in the gatineau park and it has oh, yeah. a beautiful view of part of ottawa but mostly gatineau oh yeah so, king's, tra king's yeah. trail yeah oh one thing i guess another thing that's like actually a serious hurdle is that um, i don't drive and uh, i don't have a car so, uh, you know, the places I go are also dictated by whether I can get there by bus or Uber or walking. Yeah. But yeah, because of that, I'm like, I'm a huge walker. Like, I've walked back to my house from Chio. <laughs> I mean, you know how far that is. So you? your muscles on your legs, you have thighs of steel, just, just you can like, sprint. Yeah, as long as I can keep going forward, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> and especially on a nice day, it's a lot better. Yeah, but I think I did that when it was like minus six. I'm like, have coat. I'm okay, yeah. Your fingertips are freezing, and you're like, <laughs> it's gotta okay. take this picture, it's gotta well, be good. The thing is, I remember kind of crossing the bridge and go, getting into Old Ottawa East, I think, and I'd never been there before, and the houses are, are old and beautiful. Um, so it was just so interesting that I couldn't stop. And maybe that's another thing that I learned from taking photographs in Ottawa, like uh, the architecture is completely different from Tokyo. Japan has to rebuild all the time because it's scared of earthquakes. But, you know... Here, it's it's quite normal to have a house that's over 120 years old. And there's just all this intricacy to the, the awnings and the, the window, what do you call it, the shutters, things like that. And I find those details completely so beautiful. And I've gotten into architecture in a way that I've never really had the time to care about. Yeah. But until, yeah, I moved here. That's good. I, I like that, that your hobby introduced you to things that you would have never noticed before mm. taking this hobby. Yeah, and because I walk around all the time, like for example, there's a, a bookstore, an, a used bookstore in Sandy Hill called Barely Brews Books. It only opened in July, but they always leave a box of children's books out on the street because uh, the owner wants to encourage children to read. So I picked up a book on Canadian architecture. It's like a history of Canadian architecture. So it talks about, you know, what happened what, with the, the English influences and the French influences and how it changed the, the housing and things like that. And it really, it taught me a lot about, and it made me understand more of what I'm seeing all the time. Yeah. They have another one right here, right mm. by Stanley Park, where it's a little cupboard mm. where they put books in as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend gave me um, a book from there because one of the characters is named Sachiko. It was a Japanese book. And I just start, uh, finished reading it. It was like, it was gentle. It was like reading Little Women. Like just, it was about four Japanese sisters. And it was super gentle until the end. It was like completely devastating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen to you. The devastating Oh my part. God. <laughs> it ends with like on the train. She had horrible diarrhea or something. <laughs> And this was like, I think the setting was like four months before Pearl Harbor. So it's about this rich uh, family. But 
you know that all their efforts it mean they mean it means nothing they're they're going to lose everything yeah that is quite devastating it, oh my gosh yeah um are there <laughs> any misconceptions for people who do photography huh so the ones that you've encountered so maybe oh you take always pictures of this oh your picture should be more like this i guess maybe a misconception is that like i would care about the equipment that I would be like kind of a snob about things, but I, I really am not. And also, um, I don't know, maybe that I would be on my phone all the time or something now, especially with a smartphone. But um, especially with a kid, you, I have to be super mindful about the way I use my smartphone. And it's so it's, it's already a bit, you know, excessive because of all the photos I take. But um, I, I sort of teach my kid that you, I, if it's a tool that helps you actually look at the outside world a bit better, I think it's not, you know, it's not as bad as it would be otherwise. Yeah. As you say that, as I'm holding a phone in my hand, my <laughs> know, laptop going on all technology. Right? I yeah. know. We're but just... I completely agree with you that all this is a tool right now that mm. I'm using. I'm not constantly using this for right. distractions all the time. I mean, you are using this ultimately to connect with people. I would say that's, that's a pretty good, you know, reason. And connecting other people with People like you. Mm. Now, um, would you consider yourself a professional at your hobby? No, no, I'm just like eternal, happy amateur. <laughs> so you're still learning things every day? I, I mean, I feel like I would learn more if I like took a lesson or something, you know, talk to a professional. In a way, I, I kind of have these blinders on on purpose because I don't like that pressure on myself. I just, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah. But I mean, I used to be very much into movies and um, I like looking at photography books, things like that. You, things you seep into your head and you become influenced without, you know, um, being super conscious of it. And then later you realize that you have a reference in your head when you were taking a photo, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, would you consider this as simply a hobby or something that you would want to turn into a career later on? probably a hobby although no you know if i could do something a little bit more with it i would be happy sometimes i notice notice the uh, uh, because i follow a lot of ottawa photographers on instagram i notice that some of them are ottawa ambassadors and i wish that you know i know that with my my lo-fi uh, photos i wouldn't really apply because all their photos are super polished but sometimes i wish i could be an ambassador you know even a just um maybe even if it's unofficial it would be cool to have um a larger following of people just in in this area so there might be things that you know they would find interesting about the city yeah well you got my vote no it's not <laughs> it's not democracy i'm already following you on one of my accounts i'll follow you on my other one <laughs> help you promote yourself um would you ever consider sharing this with other people or you want to just keep it to yourself? In other words, if somebody comes up to you saying, hey, Sachiko, I would like to learn more about mm. photography. Can mm. you teach me how you do it, your style? Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, except, I mean, I don't think I'd have a lot to teach. A lot of it is seeing, though. A lot of it is noticing detail, you know? For me, it's not, it's really not about the skill, the uh, technique, but... More in the fact that I notice these things and you have to be willing to look in a way. And also, I guess like a major part of it is curiosity, right? Like you can't assume something is not interesting. You have to find the interesting part in it. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I'm I'm a very curious person. My wife says that all the time. I get mm. distracted in conversations. <laughs> I look away. She's like, hey, focus. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, do you have any inspirations? Anybody you look up to, whether it's a professional uh, photographer or a family member or anything like that? Friends? Um, so somebody that can tell you, hey, keep going. I love your stuff. That inspires you? Well, one of my uh, friends who is a part of my husband's extended family is a photographer. She's a professional photographer in Montreal. And she does everything like events, sort of still photos, um, studio photos, weddings. And seeing her photos, sometimes I see her, the whole roll of photos she does. I'm sorry, like online that she uploads. And you notice that her work is good because she notices these details that you would never have otherwise looked at, like noticed. And I think that's my aim. You know, I want I want to be able to see the things that uh, people usually just let their eyes pass over and also be able to isolate the thing that makes it interesting. Yeah. If I'm explaining. No, no, that, that makes <laughs> anyway, sense. Yeah. And uh, do you have any social media links or Instagram? Of course, Instagram yeah, that you'd like to Instagram. share. Yeah, I have an Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, the, uh, hey, what do you call it? Is that a username? Yeah. 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 It's uh, Satchatch. I just thought of it randomly because my name was taken. It's uh, S-A-T-C-H-H-A-T-C-H. So I'll put that in the description below <laughs> as well. So it'll be able to, easy to click and mm. you can just go, right, go to it right away. I can't speak right now. Yeah, the only annoying thing is that um, I use the stories to post photos of my kid. And when I post photos of my kid, I put it in private. So it's, sometimes it's not immediately accessible. So like I maybe like once or twice a week, I'll post photos of my kid that'll disappear in 24 hours. And during that time, the uh, the profile will be set to private. So you can't just like up and see all the photos. Although, you know, I would totally add someone. Speaking of which, is there anything that you'd wish that Instagram could add to improve the experience? Well, I think, yeah, like, uh, I don't like that I have to put my profile in private mode every time I want to post stories. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you know this stories feature. It's like, um, it's like a Snapchat for Instagram. And then the photos disappear after 24 hours. And I learned the hard way that um, unless you block specific people from seeing your photos even in private mode all of your photo followers can see your photos and i would notice like uh, there was occasionally there would be like a random user seeing you know photos of me with my kid and, you know that i'd never met and I, I just find that the creepiest thing in the world so it's it's super i don't know you have to do it really like man you have to do it manually i, I have to like every time i add someone i have to make sure that if i don't know them they don't see photos of my stories things like that so I wish it was easier to personalize in that sense. But um, other than that, they switch it up a little bit all the time. And um, I think it's funny because when it first started, people were going crazy with the filters. And um, it made the photos look very um, super enhanced. And you would use like the uh, old Polaroid looking frames and stuff. You know, you get so excited. And then I think now, because it's so much a part of people's lives, people are a lot more chill about the way they use it. Yeah. People are like, just the natural look is yeah, the best. Yeah. And now, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up your style of photography? So taking cool, interesting things around your city or around you? Well, it's just. It's so much easier now. Like when I was a kid, it was all on film, you know? And, and when you're a kid, you have to like get your parents to develop it and stuff. And 
you know, you're taking you're taking like two photos of only two photos of one thing, you know, minimum because you don't want to waste your film. Now there's no idea of waste with a digital camera. There's you there's no really messing up if you don't like something you can delete it. So you can do you can do it's just so easy to practice, you know, until you get what you want. Yeah. So don't be scared to mess up, pretty much. Yeah, because there's like. There's a delete button. Yeah, <laughs> there's just no consequence to it. <laughs> so what I tend to do on this show also is I throw the question back to you. So mm. I would ask, do you have any questions about photography for me? Oh my, for it you? Could be anything at all. Do you take photos? I do. <laughs> uh, my, I like you. I only post it on Instagram. Mm. And yeah, I don't even think I have your Instagram, do I? I'm not a professional. I don't upload <laughs> regularly, but. I guess my style of photos is similar to you cool. in the sense that like one time I was walking near Rito, this is a few years ago, mm. I saw a um, parking meter that was a, it says a kindness meter. Mm, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, connected to a charity or something. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah. So yeah, I took pictures of that. Uh, I took a picture of my pumpkin that I made. <laughs> it, I like the little random things mm. that... I don't tend to put a lot of pictures of myself. I mm. put pictures of not of other people either. No. So I guess we kind of have the same style. Yeah, yeah. It's just random, interesting things. Mm. Like I found an apple mm. that was rotten from the inside. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> we once found a, uh, a bag full of carrot balls <laughs> in our mailbox. Uh, like a, a, a prank? No, no, no. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> just balls of carrot. That's cool, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an interesting thing that you would not expect. And I'm like, huh. well, It's a lot of effort, right? What do you use? Like an ice cream scoop or something? Just like, I don't know. No, that know. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out a way to make our own carrot balls. This was actually kind of per- probably like how they make uh, the square watermelons. Oh, yeah. But those are with the ice cream scoops, right? Wait. Wait, no. no, you said square. Oh. <laughs> the, the, the square ice cream scoops. <laughs> Actually, I'm getting a bit homesick. And winter in Japan is when they make the square watermelon. Like, they, they sell it. It's so expensive. It's like 200 bucks. Okay, so that's good to know because I'm actually going to Japan in January. Oh, yeah? Yeah, going with my wife. We're doing Japan and Korea. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I'll talk to you about that um, once we turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the, all the good stuff. All the cool places that should go. But, yeah. Actually, I do have a question for you. For oh. me. like um. When I started taking photos and I realized I wanted to take interesting things, like I would find it hard to leave the camera at home. So I, that's why I ended up going lighter all, and eat cheaper all the time because I'm having it with me all the time. But when you, when you, you know, if you, for someone who doesn't post a lot of photos, do you ever have like an impulse to take a photo, but you decide like, eh, and you don't? Um, <laughs> so recently mm. my, I found in my parents' basement, a bunch of old video cassettes mm. of family videos when we were younger. And I'm like, wow, that's cool to watch. So mm. lately I've been recording a lot of family events and things like that. Yeah. I haven't been posting, I haven't posted it online, mm. but I'm saving it on a hard drive. Oh, and cool. Yeah. I, so like family events, Christmas yeah. and random walks with my wife. Yeah. And it's the idea that, uh, they know me as the guy who records the family events and like oh why are you doing that and i'm like ah, it's for later you'll, yeah. you'll appreciate it later yeah but uh sometimes i'm like all right i'll just put the phone down but i'm sure i'm like you too in the sense that when you put the phone down sometimes you're like i want to be in the moment but mm. some other times you're like oh i wish i had my camera for mm. that yeah i mean with my kid as well it's like 
I don't want her to be too aware of the photo, uh, the video, the camera, you know. But at the same time, if she's doing something interesting, I want to capture it. And there are like certain things that I'll be able to sneak a photo of, but like a video is more, it's more obvious. So she'll always notice and not like it. And uh, you realize that there's certain things you want to capture that you can't. Like I always want to capture her talking because I think that's a cool record, right? As she, as you get older, as you get older, but it just won't happen that easily. Yeah. You just gotta place a GoPro on her forehead. I know. <laughs> it's a little exaggerated, but, but, yeah. but yeah. And then like kind of secretly videotaping your kid is like super creepy as well. Yeah. So there is a certain ethical line, I think, maybe almost with the ease of photography nowadays. There's so much you can do, but where do you draw the line for yourself, you know? Especially when you're photographing other people, yeah. It's the idea, just because you can, yeah. should you? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, I'm sure, I think I've had people kind of cotton on to the fact that I'm photographing them. No one's ever yelled at me, but I've had glares, definitely. And, uh, like, in Japan, I have to be extra careful because you don't want to be photographing a woman and they think you're a pervert and you get the police called on you or something. You Even from a woman? Probably not, but, you know, like, I'm being super careful. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I could be caught taking a picture in because when I was in Korea, all eyes were on me. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. was getting stared on the subway. One lady, GS family loved me, so, which was great. I was mm. nervous because mm. I was a minority there. And, yeah. But on the subway, one old lady was just staring at me like this. Exactly. Well, you, can, you guys can't see on the podcast, but she was just right beside <laughs> me, staring me, staring at me. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, just, yeah. He, they got the foreigner lens on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But thank you very much. Uh, so there you have it. Another mm -hmm. body with a hobby. Thank yeah. you, Sachi, uh, Sachiko. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I was stumbling. Sachiko for coming on the show. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. It was a great pleasure to talk about your passion. And I can't wait to see more of your pictures. Thank um, you. If you'd like to learn more about Sachiko, you can actually find her on the link. I will put below on the side behind me, wherever it's located on your listening device. And if you would like to be a guest on my show, you can send me an email to timeforyourhami at gmail.com. This also applies for questions if you have questions as well. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.